Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Legal Happenings from KRWC this Sunday morning. Rather cool one it is, but it won't be cool here in the studio. It's nice and warm here, and I invite you to grab a cup of coffee and a pen. I'd like to give you some web information that will be helpful for you if you're looking for court forms, a specific area, or perhaps you want to learn more about For example, the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, the Employees Paid Leave Rights. I'll let you know a little bit about that. And finally, I'd like to share information with you today from the USA.gov site, which will give us information on disability services, education, military and vets information. Basically, it's a site that has about anything you'd want from maybe getting and producing a grant or a loan you're looking maybe for laws and legal issues that are currently uh, happening in the United States. And it's something you might work if you're a student. Maybe you're looking for a particular topic like consumer issues or uh, maybe jobs and unemployment. There's a lot to be had at the us.gov government services website. It's a site I've uh, found that it's interesting if you're looking in law enforcement, looking for various questions concerning prisons, jails, and even the inmates who are held in those facilities. So USA.gov, that's the site I'd like you to be aware of in case you want to find more information about what our federal government offers in forms of different services through their various agencies. Well, this program is a public service of KRWC. We thank Joe Carlson and the station for allowing us this time to share information with you, as we have now for the last five or six years. We thank the judges who are providing legal commentaries, and we hope that it will continue, but of course we never know. But while we have the opportunity, we'd like to share information with you. For example, today, District Court Judge Greg Geller, chambered in Stillwater, is part of the 10th Judicial District, and Judge Geller today is going to be talking about the particular subject that affects all of us if we wait too long. It's called the Statue of Limitations. Is it two years, four years, or six years? Or maybe not even that. If you'll listen, I'm sure you'll learn something when Judge Geller explains how the Statue of Limitations works and what subjects they basically cover. And a little bit later, District Court Judge Stephen Halsey, chambered right here in Buffalo, will uh, talk a little bit about the subject of trespass in view of the fact we are we allowed to go on various or anybody's property or what's what's the deal on that? So stick stick around and District Court Judge Gal, or Judge Halsey will explain that to us here on Legal Happenings, a public service program again of the station, providing information from the Minnesota Judicial Branch website the premier website that you need to have if you're looking for forms or other Minnesota legal resources for self-help representation. You'll find them at mncourts.gov, mncourts.gov, and that'll be the spot where maybe you want to find information on jury duty, or maybe you're looking to adopt, or family law, plenty of family law forms available to you online from maybe the divorce, through child support, cost of living, adjustments, um, establishing custody, those kinds of things, or maybe a visitation problem, check it out. It's mncourts.gov. 
and you can look at the instructions and also the forms available to you, which are very self-explanatory and very, I, I think, plain language, understandable, since only you know the answers to those questions. You might want to check that out. Don't forget, too, there's a fee waiver form as well if you can't afford the court filing. You have to meet a certain financial threshold, but that is available right on the uh, fee waiver forms and information as well. So why don't we take a break to listen to District Court Judge Greg Eller as he does talk about the statute of limitations, and then we'll come back and I'll tell you a little bit about where to find the family uh, first. Uh, COVID-19 Response Act and Maybe you'd like to look that up and see if you're eligible as well. So here's District Court Judge Greg Geller. This is Minnesota District Court Judge Greg Geller. Welcome to Legal Happenings on AM 1360 KRWC, radio for Wright County. You snooze, you lose. That phrase, in some respects, summarizes the legal doctrine known as the statute of limitations. It holds that if you wait too long to begin your lawsuit, you lose the right to do so, even if you had the best legal claim that ever existed. Why would this be? Most folks understand the legal system's focus on the importance of a neutral and impartial method of resolving disputes. Intertwined with that is the goal of resolving disputes in a reasonably expeditious manner. As disputes age, evidence tends to disappear. As time passes, memories fade, and witnesses become harder to find. The best and most reliable evidence can normally be found closer in time to the event which leads to a lawsuit. The idea of a time limit to bring a claim in court exists for both civil lawsuits and in criminal cases. That's where the state wishes to bring charges against someone. Sometimes an event can lead to both civil and criminal cases. Let's say you buy a car at Sneaky Pete's Car Sales, you know, down at the corner of Scam Avenue and Fraud Street. Pete promises, in writing, that the car has a clean title, is in perfect working condition, and even though it is 20 years old, the 5,000 miles on the odometer are accurate. You pay him, and you drive away. But you don't drive very far. The car breaks down. A mechanic tells you that the odometer has been tampered with, the transmission is in shambles, and the engine is worn out. The mechanic estimates that the car has over 400,000 miles on it. You try to register the car and find that it has a salvage title and that it has been reported as stolen. Sneaky Pete refuses to return your money. You would likely do pretty well in a civil lawsuit. However, you can't wait too long to bring your claim. In Minnesota, a clock starts to run on your claim as soon as it arises. In this case, that might be from the date of the sale or from the date when you first knew or should have known of the breach of contract. Minnesota's civil statutes of limitation vary quite a bit depending on the type of lawsuit. They can be as short as two years or as long as six years. Others are set at three or four years. It all depends on the type of case. Sneaky Pete might also be in jeopardy of being charged criminally. Criminal statutes of limitations typically vary from three years to nine years, except that for murder, the clock never runs out. For either civil or criminal cases, there are also a variety of circumstances that can cause the clock to be paused or told. Bottom line, 
It is a fairly complicated area of the law. If you have a legal claim, it would be wise to pursue your legal remedies in a timely fashion. You don't want to sleep on your rights only to wake up and find that they are gone. This has been Judge Greg Galler with Legal Happenings on AM 1360 KRWC Radio for Wright County. You're listening to Legal Happenings from KRWC Radio here in Buffalo. Thanks for the company. Again, my name is John McCooley, and I'm the semi-retired law librarian for Sherman and Wright County, inviting you to stick around as we give information out concerning our basic self-help approach toward information, legal information, that can be very, very helpful for those of you who do not know it exists or where to find it and perhaps what to do with it. That's what this program is all about. If you need an attorney, you'll know because it's a legal question. Here we give legal information, but I invite you to write this number down in case you do need legal advice. It would be the Minnesota State Bar Association, and you can find them at 612-333-1183. You can also find them online as well. The uh, I'll give you the address in just a moment, but write this down once more. 612-333-1183, because that's the quickest and fastest way to get the referral you need to the attorney you uh, are seeking. So... That and that being said, then the information we have is only designed to let you know that there are court forms available to you online. There's information uh, from the law libraries. Oh, my goodness, so we had six thousand books in the law library, and from the from that, we were able to determine that about ninety percent of the time we always used about ten percent of the books. But they're back there for those of you doing the deeper research. I know a lot of folks are out of work these days, and a lot of people are struggling, and we, of course, can sympathize with that. Some of us have gone through some pretty tough times in our life, and uh, we're tough people. We can do it. We can get get through this if we uh, do the things we're supposed to do. We are finding that the Ray County public health uh, officials present their weekly COVID Dash 19 dashboard with statistics here in Wright County on the COVID numbers. But I want to invite you to just check out the website. It's the Wright County official website, and on there you'll find the COVID-19 dashboard that has charts and graphs and information that might help you know where the COVID-19 seems to be more active or less active. Either way, we want to remind everybody, too, that they're proven that if we can wear our masks and we stay back a ways and we wash our hands, we have a less chance of uh, getting that very contagious uh, virus because it's kind of scary when you're older because nobody wants to go out. And most people I know who are over 65, 70 are really not traveling out in the public very much, and wisely, I suspect, because nobody wants to get sick. And we don't want you to get sick either, but they're saying, wash your hands, stay back, six feet as you can, and wear a mask. I remember when my brother had measles when we were kids, way back 
a long time ago. And in those days, we were quarantined in a way. Our mother would have one part of the house where the kid would be in bed with the measles and nobody would go there because the other kids didn't want to get it either. But my mother and others seemed to know how to isolate the problem and keep it in one area so that it didn't get out of hand. Just, I don't know, it's just something that uh, we want to be aware of. Our health is very important to all of us, and God knows we need all the, all the help we can get these days. Well, listen, let's take a break. We'd like to know about some trespassing laws. So here's District Judge Stephen Halsey talking about trespassing. Welcome to Legal Happenings here on KRWC Radio. I'm Judge Steve Halsey from Wright County District Court, chambered in Buffalo. You may wonder whether all landowners or state and regional parks have the right to exclude hunters, ATV riders, hikers, and others. Criminal trespassing may generally be defined as entering or occupying a building or land without a claim of right or the consent of the owner. Most trespass violations are misdemeanors punishable by a maximum sentence of 90 days in jail, a $1,000 fine, or both. However, it is a gross misdemeanor punishable by a maximum sentence of 365 days in jail, a $3,000 fine, or both, to enter a battered women's shelter or housing facility and refuse to depart when requested. The basic elements of the crime of trespass, which must be proven by a prosecutor beyond a reasonable doubt, are these. 1. The person intentionally trespassed upon the premises of another. 2. The person refused to depart from the premises upon the demand of the lawful possessor. And 3. The person acted without claim of right. Minnesota law requires that posted signs be of a certain uh, type uh, and also uh, a certain dimension for certain times of types of land and buildings. Uh, for example, a construction site requires a certain uh, size, 8.5 by 11 inches, posted conspicuously. Agricultural land requires 11 square inches uh, for the sign and must be posted in uh, a certain a number of places depending upon acreage. A sign displaying letters or at least a letter is at least two inches high stating no trespassing must be posted on private or public land to prohibit outdoor recreation such as hunting. There is a particular statute prohibiting trespass on school property. It is a crime for a person to enter or be found in an elementary, middle, or secondary school building unless the person is a student, parent, or guardian of a student, or an employee has permission, is attending a school event class or meeting to which the person, public, or a student's family is invited, or has reported their presence as required for visitors. A person, including an expelled student, who has been told by a principal to leave and not return, cannot return to the school's property for a year unless given permission to return by the principal. There is also another statute which prohibits entering without permission certain agricultural lands where livestock, poultry, and domesticated animals are kept. Kept. Most of the cases of trespass the judges see in court involve people who have been told by the owner that they may not be in a store, usually because of shoplifting, uh, 
or in an apartment building or house for a certain period of time, often a year, but who then unwisely enter that premises anyway. Convictions usually involve a small fine, suspended jail time, and an order not to go on the premises for another year. Specific laws govern trespass and hunting on private lands. These laws, while similar to laws discussed previously by me here, do have their differences. State-owned lands also have their own regulations related to hunting. While much of state-owned land is open to hunting during established seasons, restrictions like posted signs prohibiting entry exist. Violating entry restrictions on private and public lands subjects a person to civil and criminal penalties along with license revocation. Fines can be up to $3,000. For more information regarding hunting and uh, going upon uh, state-owned lands, you can contact the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources, which has a handbook that outlines regulations about hunting on private and public lands. It's a resource that every hunter should read. So in summary, when hunting in Minnesota, be very careful about only hunting with the consent of the land, landowner and not on state land where prohibited. That concludes my comments on trespassing. I'm Judge Steve Halsey from Red County District Court, chambered in Buffalo. Thank you for listening to Legal Happenings here on KRWC Radio. Thank you, District Court Judge Stephen Halsey, chambered here in Buffalo with today's legal commentary on trespass. I hope you've learned something, and I hope you'll join us next week when we have another commentary by Judge Halsey and Judge Geller. Well, this program uh, does hear from people time to time, and if you have a question or a comment, we'd like to hear from you as well. You can reach me, John McCooley, at Law Librarian at Frontier.com. Law Librarian at Frontier.com. And be glad to answer any public information question that I might have, or you have rather, that we can get you to the right place or direct you over to the Minnesota State Bar Association. They're the ones qualified to give you legal advice. Today, it's really important to know more and more about the law, more and more about your own health. You really have to be taking care of yourself these days because who who better knows your situation than you? And so I urge you to educate yourself on basic legal resources. There's so much available. And when you have this information, you can more readily and easily understand and explain this your situation to an attorney. You won't be totally in the dark. There are a lot of things you have to do to get these forms ready, and there's a lot of things you don't want to do. You don't want to wait forever when you're served with papers because that's the clock is running, as District Court Judge uh, Galler talked about today on statutes of limitations, although when you're just serving papers back, it's usually 17 days, maybe 21 or 30, whatever the court is, is set up for that. So. When you're served with papers, remember to call the Minnesota State Bar Association or your attorney as soon as possible because you only have so much time to answer. And I hate to bring this up, but if you're having problems with domestic abuse, and we hear a lot of stories these days about that, uh, we wish everybody could get along, but we realize we've got... But at any rate, if you have a domestic problem and you have some real serious needs, invite you to call the 24-hour domestic violence hotline, Rivers of Hope, at 1-800-439-2642. That's 1-800-439-2642.
1-800-242-1642-24-7. Give them a call if you need it. There's also a crisis nursery serving the Wright County area if you need a safe place for the children. And that number is 763-271-1681. 763-271-1681 for, for the children's safety. And if you would like to learn more about rights and resources for victims of domestic abuse, just check out the Attorney General's office for their one-page fact sheet that can be very helpful to you, help you understand some of the issues that are your rights and some of your responsibilities as well. Well, what else can I show? Oh, I just want to take a moment and say that uh, I, I hate to see this happen, but District Attorney, or rather County Attorney, since we're in the rural areas, they're called, Tom Kelly, who has been with us as our County Attorney for, oh goodness, 20 years or so, uh, is going to be retiring. That's really big news because Tom's been on the top of uh, the uh, Attorney General, or the attorney Attorney's Office, rather, for all these years, and he was president of the Wright County Law Library when I worked there, and we worked on several projects, and Tom was instrumental in setting up a new law library way back in 2003, so the public could come in and use computers and so on and so forth, things that we didn't have available prior to that. And then Tom was also very, very helpful in building uh, uh, the, the law library to the point where we had a free law clinic beginning in 2007. So as president of the Law Library Board, Mr. Kelly did a great job and uh, enjoyed working with him, and we're going to miss him because he uh, did a great job. And I hate to see him, as I say, go because I always feel comfortable knowing that he was taking care of business for us. Well, I'm sure his replacement will do just as well, and we wish Tom all the very best. Well, if you have a question or comment, again, I'd like to hear from you at lawlibrarian at frontier.com. So until we meet again next week, I hope you've learned something. And if you have, uh, please share it. If not, uh, listen again next week. We'll see what we can provide for you. Hopefully we can learn together. So until we meet again, this is John McCauley just saying God bless you all. And we hope to see you next week at the same time. <music>